Before we get into today's episode, I have a very important question to ask you. Are you Adventist single and ready to mingle? It's a serious and honest question. If you are, I'd encourage you to go check out thelovepotluck.com. There you can sign up to participate in virtual speed dating for Adventist singles. I'm not in the market, of course, but it's really cool. Super inexpensive. They have events every Sunday you can sign up for. So go check it out. That's thelovepotluck.com. And now to today's show. You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man. Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mission Lab. So glad to be back with you today. I have another exciting guest that has joined me on the show today, a good friend of mine, a uh, member of my, my church here in Bangor, a member of our missional community, and her name is Courtney Wetzel. So thank you so much, Courtney, for being on the show with me today. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's really weird because, of course, normally if uh, somebody who's on the show is local, we do it in person, but... You know, with COVID, we're doing it over the interwires. So uh, it's just a crazy dynamic time we find ourselves in. That's just so, the way it goes this year, right? <laughs> I know, I know. Unfortunately, it spilled over into the new year, you know, as well. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Courtney, um, just before we kind of get into the main, you know, topic that we're going to discuss today, maybe you could just for a few minutes uh, share with our listeners who you are, what you do, what you're all about. Sure, absolutely. Um, I am the oldest child in a Christian family, grew up, um, you know, in the church. I was uh, very involved in, well, just about anything going, whether it was school or church. Um, I'm an Enneagram three. (laughs) Um, For those of you who follow that, I feel like that explains a person quite quickly. Um, (laughs) Not to put us in a box by any means. Camille is as well, for those who don't know. We we actually, (laughs) I I have on my list uh, 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 an episode to do on Enneagram, but I just haven't haven't done it oh, yet. And I was hoping to recruit Camille to come back on the show. The fans want her to come back. And I thought yes. Enneagram stuff would be a good thing to have her back on for, but we She'd haven't made great. it work yet. So anyway, yeah, keep going. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, so yeah, typical three things involved. I was um, pretty, pretty motivated, um, pretty, uh, I thought I had like, you know, one track I was definitely going to go, but um, things definitely shifted after high school. Um, I was, you know, in school, I was that kind of overachiever, annoying person who was involved in everything. (laughs) Um, but then after school, I kind of, um, I felt a shift. I felt, um, God kind of calling my life in a different direction. And I actually ended up leaving, uh, college after one semester, um, which was a shocker to anyone who knew me, but, um, (laughs) I had entrepreneurship in my blood, I feel like, from an early age and um, had a lot of interest in the business world and really just wanted firsthand education from people who had done it. Um, and so that's kind of the path I took. Um, I you know, moved across the country when I was 18 um, and just took some risks, honestly, when I was in my early 20s. I ended up a business owner at 23, um, so it was pretty early, which is kind of funny to think about now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I since then, I've gone through a lot. Life has taken a lot of different turns. Um, I've experienced some significant trauma and heartbreak, um, mm. but then I've also experienced a lot of healing and growth and mm. um now I'm mom to a five-year-old boy, and I feel like I'm at a place in my life where I'm pretty clear on my purpose and um, 
and kind of what I'm on this earth for. So I'm grateful for the, the bumpy road and the different experiences. And, um, really my, my big passion now, as we've talked about is building leaders and growing people. And, um, yeah, so it's been fun kind of talking with you about that too. Yeah, that's really, it's been really such a blessing to me and I'll, uh, probably explain a little bit more, uh, in a few minutes, you know, how that has transpired, but, um, so just to be clear, so you, again, you said you're a business owner, maybe explain a little bit what you do, um, and how that, that plays out. Yeah. Uh, I had the offer to purchase a bridal shop when I was 23 and I, um, I purchased an existing store that had been there for 40 years uh, in northern Maine, <laughs> very small town, and kind of quickly found my passion within that industry and uh, geographical challenges, honestly, probably spurred the need to expand and uh, move southward. And so we are about nine years in right now. I have three locations now. Um, and dabble a little in, uh, in commercial real estate and, um, some other, uh, like little leadership projects on the side. So it's mm-hmm. kind of become mm-hmm. a little bit multifaceted. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you have locations in Presque Isle, Maine, Bangor, Portland. Um, I know that you have a, a boutique as well. We you do, can yeah. purchase stuff online. We'll give a little shout out if people want to buy stuff. What's the, <laughs> what's the website, Courtney? It's shop.blushbridalformal.com. So we are a bridal nice. informal business primarily in the beginning, but uh, we've morphed over the last few years to add casual clothing boutique as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really awesome. Um, it's funny how things kind of developed here because what was it? About five years ago, we... Somehow, I mean, we had, we've we've known you, Courtney, for quite a while, but sure. not real well until four or five years ago when you were trying to expand and 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 uh, make your right. start your store here in Bangor. Yeah, and you were we were starting the Bangor store from scratch, and I had a three month old baby at the yeah. time <laughs> and needed some help, and Camille came to the rescue, and uh, that was yeah. a big blessing for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's just we we were so thrilled when you and your your parents moved here to the Bangor area um, yeah. and became a part of our church family, which is just you know it's been such a blessing for us to have you a part of our lives now. So really neat to see the way God takes various circumstances and, and uses them for, you know, really awesome things. So, yeah, um, we're super happy to be here. And, and, you know, just as a side note, we totally feel like we've found uh family here in Bangor and with the church and with you guys and yeah, mm, true community. Well, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, it's very much mutual, the feeling. So, yeah. So, um, so you like, what, what was it that, really how how did entrepreneurship kind of get in your blood like what i mean that's i mean and and also you know my listeners can do some pretty quick math you said you you bought a store at 23 and you've been doing it for nine years so they know you're not like 70 years old now no um, so how, how do you like jump in head first as a 23 year old and, and how did that transpire um i don't know it's funny i was thinking about this looking back there's gosh, I I don't think you can pin it on any one thing. I think any of the choices we make in life or directions that we take our lives kind of come from a, like a smorgasbord of experiences. But, um, I, I think leadership was probably a natural, um, leaning for me early mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that said, I do think it was, definitely developed. My parents, um, were involved in, uh, multi-level marketing in the Amway business and they, you know, while they're not doing that anymore, I do credit a lot of the mindset shift, um, that happened Mm. both with my parents and then by default, me as a kid getting exposed to, um, a lot of really great minds, a lot of, um, really big thinkers and, Mm -hmm. um, just the, just that 
possibility that it that it was a thing I could do. You know what I mean? I don't think it would have occurred to me had I not been exposed to some of those things. Mm-hmm. I was, um, I, I say I was sent, but I went to a, a leadership camp when I, starting when I was 14, um, wow. that was kind of a, a, a sponsored by some leaders within the Amway business. And that was pivotal for me. Um, even just getting to, to meet other women, um, you know, mm-hmm, not just mm-hmm. men in business, but women yeah. as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And realize, you know, that, that a lot of things were possible. And to be honest, I, I think I've, I joke, I feel like I've always missed the gene that told me to would be afraid of things. Um, <laughs> I like, don't think I, I have a natural fear factor that a lot of people have. Um, so I don't know, God took that, out, that bone out of my body, I guess. Um, so I've never been really risk averse. Um, mm. but mm. yeah, I just, I, I saw a lot of people, I guess that I was exposed to, um, impacting a lot of lives and, being really, uh, I saw the impact that they had on my life and I kind of just wanted that for myself. Um, and I didn't want anybody else to tell me when I could take a vacation, if we're being hundred <laughs> percent honest, <laughs> you know, uh, I, yeah. I thrived on that autonomy and just, um, freedom. So my own yeah, personal yeah, yeah. freedom has been a big motivator too. Yeah. I, a lot of that resonates with me as a pastor, <laughs> like, I love setting my own schedule. I mean, For sure. obviously there's some things that I have to, I have to uh, get into a rhythm with whether I want to or not, but oh man, yeah, to be able to wake up in the morning and, and say, okay, I have, I have this day ahead of me that I can choose what meetings to put what, you know, right. whenever I want, but yeah. Well, yeah. That's no, so... ability too, that like, you know, if something's broken, you can fix it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why mm-hmm. that has always just been exciting to me, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I laugh because some people are like, yeah, you had a really long time, you know, working regular jobs to get frustrated about that. And I'm like, well, it took a few years. <laughs> I got frustrated enough that I was done in those few years. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you know, when you, when you know, it doesn't take very long. Right. Right. You know, yeah. I, I, I think was, a lot of people feel that way, you know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. stuck. Now, I've been thinking lately, I, I've been thinking lately that, um, you know, Paul in the book of Ephesians talks about the gifting that God gives to the body of Christ. And he mm-hmm. says, you know, some he gave to be apostles, some teachers, some pastors and so forth. And, and I really came to con- the, the conclusion lately that like, if he were to rewrite that today, mm. he would be like to some, he gave to be entrepreneurs to some he gave you know to be social media influencers or so forth like i think that's kind of like the modern manifestation because we need all of these people in in the in the community of faith to be able to to bring god's people to the fullness of what he he desires i think it creates balance too Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely so you, you know, we've had many conversations like in our missional community, um, you know, gatherings and, and other times where, you know, you, you, when you look at your life, you feel like you haven't really, like, it's not all that remarkable. you like, you don't feel like you've done much, like you're not that successful. And yet we all look at you and say, listen, you have three stores you own. You're, you know, you're ever looking to expand. You're going to speak at this conference or that conference. Uh, Of course, I get it. Like, I I feel the same way if I look at my life. But um, for any success that you would be willing to concede that you've enjoyed, what I mean, what would you attribute those things to? Yeah, I I will say as a as a side note, I do think that that is um, that's part of my my three showing, I think, is, Mm -hmm. you know, you regardless. And, you know, we've talked about this um, common trait that we both kind of have a little bit, but Mm -hmm. it's it's that fear that, you know, no matter what you do, you see your flaws more plainly than anyone else. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. almost this fear of like, 
someday people are going to realize I just don't have yeah. it all together, yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. And, um, obviously I, I've tried to work through that a little bit, but, um, mm-hmm. I, it is, a, it is a thing, you know? I, and I think I would much rather be in that place than be like, oh yeah, I've arrived, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, it, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's like part of being, I don't know, try to keep yourself humble, but Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. obviously I do re- recognize like there are some, some positive things that, you know, I've been able to be part of and, and some growth that's happened. And I think, like I said, my, my upbringing encouraged a lot of that for sure. Um, and even as an adult, as I've journeyed through being a business owner and, um, some of the other challenges I have faced while being, um, in this role, like family support has been absolutely monumental. Like mm-hmm, I am mm-hmm, so blessed mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I recognize my privilege in that, I guess. Mm-hmm, Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I mm-hmm. had the advantage of, um, having incredible, like supportive family, um, which honestly has probably been a huge factor in me being able to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but obviously I, I think, there are so many moments that to me through business have been supernaturally God. And there have been, oh gosh, like as, as a small business owner, even this year, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's just, you think about it and it's like, I have no idea how we made it through that sometimes. Mm, (laughs) Like, (laughs) did I work hard? Sure. You know, did I have some good ideas? Sure. But like, there are just moments that I sit back and I'm like, wow, like that, that has to be God. Mm, And mm, mm. I think I was sharing that with you guys at at the end of this year, you know, we lost 12 weeks of Mm. business, 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. Like that's an entire quarter of the year. Yeah. (laughs) And we essentially lost our entire prom season. And I just sat back as I was closing out books at the end of the year. And I was like, Holy Moses. Like we (laughs) let, that that should have been a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and and to me that's God. And I think mm, mm. that's, you know, when you I don't know, it, you recognize your frailty in being human and I think people can probably agree that after this year we all feel that. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just sometimes there's no other explanation for it and we can try to take the credit. Mm-hmm, you know, we can mm-hmm, mm-hmm try to adopt that for ourselves. But no, I think, do I work hard? Yes. A hundred percent. But I think God has blessed that in supernatural ways Mm. that Mm. I can't explain. And I would never want to take credit for that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's great. I really appreciate that. I, um, yeah, man, that's really encouraging. I, you know, uh, as you and I have talked about, so what was it about a month ago or so? You know, I, I have been um, struggling like with my my leadership abilities and like realizing that I I kind of reached a ceiling. Yeah. Um, it, it may be not even <laughs> not even a ceiling yet. Maybe I haven't even gotten off the ground. But um, and, and I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm praying. I'm like, okay, how can I how can I go to the next level? And 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 for whatever reason. I think I was actually literally reading Ephesians, like I was saying, like God mm-hmm. gifted the body. And I'm like, wait a minute, who, who has God gifted with leadership skills that I could, you know, connect with on this? And, and I, I apologize, Courtney, but for like two years, I, it never crossed my mind <laughs> to like tap you on the shoulder. I, obviously, I knew you were gifted as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, but it just, I never connected the dots like, oh, she actually really could be a real great resource for, for leadership. Um, and so you and I, you know, we started a conversation on that and, and you, as you mentioned before, like really your main passion is developing people, developing leaders. And so like, what has been, what have, what have been the keys in developing leaders that you have, uh, you know, come to understand and discover? Sure. Um, and actually on this note, I do want to also say is in terms of, you know, what you you credit any success to, we've had a lot of team members 
over the last nine years who deserve an incredible amount of credit because it's mm. it's not mm. a it's not a one or even a few people thing um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know i think it's even the people who aren't with us anymore everyone has contributed something and those leaders that i've been able to develop have been huge mm -hmm. in allowing us to carry out any of the projects that we've started on so mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of credit that's due there as well yeah. um but no, in terms of, of what has been effective in in really developing leaders, I think I think you beat your head against a wall if you don't find people who have shared values. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that to me is kind of foundational, you know, that if, if you're going to invest in developing leaders and, and you're going to be on the same team and shooting for the same thing, you've got to have shared values if you're mm -hmm. not starting from the same or then it's pretty mm -hmm. difficult to to try to do anything with that. It's you know yeah, square peg yeah. round hole. It's just frustrating. Um, I think if you don't have that, um, I think the second biggest thing probably has been my own personal growth. I if mm -hmm. if anyone's read any John Maxwell, you know his law of the lid is you know you are the lid of your organization, and if mm -hmm. you are not growing. Um, chances are you're not going to attract a higher level leader than you are. Mm. And, you know, if you're, if, if there's like a one to 10 leadership scale, right. And you're like a, like a five, mm -hmm. then you're probably going to attract, like maybe you can get some threes and fours on your team, mm. but a six and seven is going to go look for somewhere they can grow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. to me, it has always been a challenge of like, if I want to do more or if I want to impact more people, if I want to have a higher uh, caliber of leadership on my team, then I've personally got to grow, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's, and so that's key. So uh, I don't want to cut you off here if you have oh, okay. more that you're going to share along these lines, but like in a leadership context, what does that mean? for you to grow personally? Are we talking emotionally? Are we talking just in your leadership skills? Are we talking that you learn how to speak Russian? You know, like what, <laughs> what, what is most relevant for growing yourself as a leader that would help mold other leaders? To be perfectly honest, I think a lot of people in the personal development space and in the leadership space automatically go to, I'm going to lead all or read all of the leadership books that I can get my hands on. <laughs> and while that's great, and you can mm -hmm. listen to a lot of these podcasts, like, I, and I do, you know what I mean? I'm, mm -hmm. That's, that's also a big piece of it. But there's a lot of personal work that I think if we don't do that, if we aren't the healthiest version of ourselves, how mm -hmm. in the world can we be stable and trustworthy mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, that, that steady in the storm for people that mm -hmm. we want to lead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as annoying as it feels sometimes, I feel like what you have to do in, in leadership and in personal development is, is dig into the stuff that if you're, not a type four, <laughs> you might not enjoy digging into, you know, if, if, if your, if your natural bend is not to get into your feelings and, yeah. and like yeah, yeah. explore those things, it, it can feel like, um, like a chore or something that you don't need to do. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. people are like, yep. Oh, I'm good. And I feel like that's one of the biggest mistakes you can make because then you don't know what your blind spots are. You don't know what things you haven't healed from that are going to affect the other people around you. Mm, yeah. You that's know, really good. that's really good. So that's, yeah. that's first for sure. When I talk about personal yeah. growth, it's, it's, it, it's actually nothing to do with business. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Just, just becoming a better person, right? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, personal psychology stuff. It's therapy. Mm. It's, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it needs to be. But I think getting healthy yourself is, is step one. And then, you know, from there, I think mentorship and getting around the right people, uh, mm. if you don't have the right people around you to stretch your brain a little, um, or push you or, um, 
you know, if, if you don't have those influences and, and I'll be honest, there, there's probably some people who can hear that and say, well, I don't have those people in my life, or I don't know who those people are. Those people exist through technology nowadays. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, and, and so mm-hmm. in my mind, like if you don't have that mentor personally in your life, I don't find that to be an excuse. Um, mm. I think, you know, there, there are so many resources, my gosh, just podcasts, pretend your podcast is your mentor, you know, mm-hmm. um, there, there's tons of influences out there, um, that you can get, albeit a less personal mentorship relationship, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's still not really an excuse to kind of not feed yourself those yeah. things. Yeah. But, and, yeah. and so you, you know, when, when you and I, um, visited a few weeks ago, um, you kind of basically said if, and, and correct me if I misunderstood what you were saying, but, um, you said easily, and you kind of alluded to this already that the single most important aspect of leadership development when you, when it comes to actually mentoring other people is to be clear on your mission. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, I mean, that's what I admire about one of the things I admire about what you're doing, um, whether it's personally or with your businesses, is you are very clear, very, very clear on what your mission is and what you're trying to do. Yeah, that was actually, and and that was my my last point, honestly, in like what has been a key in developing leaders. Mm-hmm. We we have been on a journey, right? And and sometimes you don't know your mission in the beginning. You know, whether you are in leadership in a business capacity, whether it is in a church capacity, sometimes, you know, your heart gets you into something Mm -hmm. and the details are not clear and that's okay. We all, you know, go through that. But Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's interesting in the conversation that you and I were having is most people hit a point where they're like, okay, I really want to just do more. I want Mm -hmm what I'm already doing to be more effective. And sometimes, at least for me personally, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. switch came when I got really, really clear on Mm -hmm. mission Mm -hmm. and direction. Mm -hmm. We were successful. We, you know, we were able to expand. We went to three stores before I was clear on that mission. (laughs) You know, I just, because my heart for it was so big that, that the heart carried me for Mm -hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I guess my, my zest or passion, it, it, it inspires people to follow simply because they get excited too. like that mm-hmm. excitement mm-hmm. And, and enthusiasm is contagious and that'll carry you a ways, um, like it did for me. But I think I just hit a point where I was like, wow, I really just want to level up. Like I, mm. it, it just felt this pull. I don't, I can't totally explain it, but I'm feeling yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, and, and to me, it was like, okay, this has been a good ride. We've done a lot of good things, mm-hmm. but what is it all for in the end? And why are we united? Like we needed to name it. Mm-hmm. Um, we needed to make it clear, not just to our leadership, but to the entire team and to the public, to the community. I think your strength as a church or as an organization, as a business is so much stronger when it's abundantly clear who you are and what you stand for and what you're working Mm. towards, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just that it's, it's mission is the thing that, you know, it's your compass, it's your thermostat, it's your guide for Mm -hmm. literally everything in an organization. Mm Mm-hmm it is the biggest thing that drives and defines your culture. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I I shared one of my favorite podcasters with you, Greg Rochelle. One of his comments on culture has always stuck with me. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's been a, a teaching point in a lot of my conversations with other leaders, but he says that culture is a combination of what you create and what you tolerate. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that good? Like that's really good, man. He. It, yeah, I. It just yeah. breaks it down, right? Yeah. And 
and to me, it's like the mission of your organization is what allows you to define what that culture is. You know, it says mm-hmm, like, what mm-hmm. you are and what you're not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, yeah, that, that quote on culture has just always been something that, um, yeah, it's huge. I, it's, it's, it's really good. And that's, I, you know, as we've talked about, that's been one of the, I think one of the, one of the reasons why our ceiling to some degree has, has not been as high as it could be with our particular church is because, um, we have a culture and it's gone, gone back, I think decades in this local congregation preceding my arrival, um, of having a high threshold of toleration, like, sure. and like, oh yeah, we'll just, you're late to the meeting. Yeah, no problem. Or, you know, sure. like, so yeah, that's huge for, for me. That's r- really eye opening for me. Well, and it doesn't even, I think a lot of people think when you have to make those tough decisions on the tolerating side of culture, mm-hmm. I think, I don't think that's a negative thing. Just, you know, in any organization, you will never have success trying to be all things to all people, you know? And I think mm-hmm. we all know that mm-hmm. inherently, mm-hmm. like in the back of our mind, we've heard that a million times. Just like my business is not necessarily uh, our business model is not to have every dress on the planet and our focus is on product. Mm-hmm. You know, are mm-hmm. there successful businesses who do it that way? Sure. You know, but we've said, no, our, our focus is on serving, celebrating and empowering women and that everything we do is going to be shaped around that. There is nothing mm-hmm. wrong mm-hmm. with having a business structure that is different or, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think anything less of a business who has a different focus than mine, just like I don't think anything less of a church who has a different focus than mine, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but it just, it, there has to be something that defines who you are and what you're about. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a negative thing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if you handle it right, obviously there are people I think yeah. who handle that the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and well, we I can think, get cocky if we're not careful, but yeah, I, th- I think there's so many organizations, but churches specifically, um, cause obviously that's my context and it's what yeah. podcast is all about. Um, and I would say even our church, and I think you kind of alluded to this when we spoke before is that I think similar to you, like for the, for a couple of years, our, our church has been carried purely by like passion, yeah. but we hadn't, we hadn't really drilled down the very specific mission and, and there's kind of like a vague sense that, oh yeah, everyone knows what we're about, but sure. you don't really, nobody can really name it. Like, and there's no true clarity on that. And so mm-hmm. I think there's lots of churches that have a vague understanding of Oh yeah, everyone knows what our mission is, but you, right. They, I think a lot of churches would tell you, "Well, we have a great commission. We have the gospel." Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it's obvious what our mission is. <laughs> yeah, but like you say, the 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 more you can, two things: the more you know, the the more clarity and 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 simplicity you can bring to that mission, and then the more you can repeat that mission, it's going mm-hmm. to sink down into everyone's consciousness more. Yeah. The the thing I have always <clears throat> tried to make mission for us is something that, you know, we could put on a t-shirt or put on the front page of the website or mm-hmm. that our staff, we, I literally was just talking in my leadership call with my managers this week about, you know, Hey, if I walked into your store and I asked your girls what their job is, mm-hmm. you know? So if I walked into a church and I said, what is what, you know, what is this church here for? Or what mm-hmm. is your role in this church? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, in an organization that's super clear on mission, I think you would have every person in the company or in the church or in the organization give you the same answer. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. that it, and it, you know, there was a, there's an incredible podcast um, actually that Craig Rochelle does with the founder of the Ritz Carlton, Hort Schultz. And hmm. he went into 
uh, a restaurant. It, that was his kind of um, upbringing in the hospitality industry. And the dishwasher said the same answer as the um, the maitre d'. Do you know what oh, I mean? And so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. just one of those things where it's like, you know, you're you're more than um, the person who takes the trash out. You know, you're yeah, 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 yeah. you're the yeah. more than the one who makes it sure that the church parking lot is plowed. You know, it's yeah. you are part of a bigger mission, and everything that everyone is contributing to in that organization hopefully is directed at the same mission. Yeah, that's so good. I I mean, like you, like I mentioned before, I, I started listening to the Craig Groeschel podcast and just eating it up. I feel like I'm. I'm trying to drink out of a fire hydrant because there's yeah. so much good stuff. And like, I don't know, I feel like I've jumped into the deep end and I, I'm, I'm like, everything is just so good and, and new to me. I don't mm -hmm. know why, but, um, but yeah, he talks kind of like what you were saying is that when you are clear on your mission, then you can, then you can be clear on how each person either is or is not contributing to that mission. Right. And right. So, it, it makes for, you know, much more clear conversations where you say, hey, you know, when you were late giving us that report, that's how it negatively affects our mission. Or when you do this, that's how it contributes to our mission. And, and mm -hmm. like that just brings so much more clarity. And as you know, communication is key, right? Like Absolutely. the more open we can be and the more clarity we can have, the better the organization will be. Yeah, and I think it's, it makes those conversations so much easier, you know, it, mm -hmm. because without that clarity of mission, you're constantly defining what the expectations are or what the mm -hmm. standards are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. as a leader, that is exhausting, you know, yeah, to keep having conversations where you're like, Hey, you know, actually our expectation is this, you know, like, you know, our standard is this, da, 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 da. like that at least for me, it sucks the life right out of me. Like yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to feel like somebody, because in, in, in a leader's mind, right, you already know in your mind what the standards are, what the expectations mm -hmm, are, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you just think it should come naturally to everyone else. And so it's exhausting, you yeah. know, if you feel like you have to keep defining it. But if it's already defined for people mm -hmm. um, in the right way where it's a balance of, uh, being comprehensive enough, but being concise enough, mm -hmm. then I think you can have those conversations and just say, you know, Hey, our mission, you know, what you, you knew, like, this is what we stood for. This is, um, this is what we're going for. What, this action that you just took, or this, this thing that you just did, you know, how do you feel it like, like it lines up with that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, like, do you feel like, um, and like you said, whether it's being late to a meeting or, you know, doing something on time or, um, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of those personal responsibility things, it's, it makes little things become more valued, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. or more important without people feeling like you're crazy because, you know, really is how I clean this that important. Yeah. <laughs> like, it yeah. is, but not because I am OCD. You know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's for mm -hmm. a different reason. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, um, so I may have explained to you before, but I am maybe not, but the, where I came from prior to our current, uh, church, uh, you know, situation like, um, and this is, uh, you know, I don't know if any of my former parishioners, listen to my podcast, I would quite frankly be surprised if they did. But um, in, a, in, a, in a previous church, like it was it was over like micromanaging and yeah. like it was so, so um, I don't want to say controlling, but there was a lot of like really, you know what I'm saying, micromanaging. And so sure. when I came to Bangor, it was like the opposite. And I was like, oh, this is nice. Like, so like, you know, what's that? balance how do we how do we not micromanage and always be like hey you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing you know how do we do that in a way that is inspiring loving compassionate without being controlling i think someone has to first of all be bought into the mission 
mm-hmm. you know, because I, I think in any organization, you get people that just join a church or you get people who just get a job um, and it and it hasn't really gone deeper for them. And yeah, I, I don't think that those conversations are ever effective unless someone has really felt unity with the mission. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm, I'm anti-micromanagement <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, personally. I mean, my mindset on that has always been like, if I have to micromanage a leader, why do I even have them? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of like I, I put leaders into place so we can multiply our efforts, not so that I'm busier, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you know? And so for me, it's, it's more of a hands-off approach on the, on the micro, um, but it's getting mm-hmm. really clear on the macro mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and developing that buy-in, you know? And I think, you know, positive, you know, affirmation of like, you know, Hey, this, um, this extra effort that you did, like that may have come naturally to you, but I want you to see the results of what that did for this Mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, in, in our example, um, you know, our, our mission is, and again, this is getting a little girly for probably a male audience, but, um, (laughs) it's my world. So let me just go there for a sec. Um, (laughs) our, our mission is to serve, celebrate and empower women. Right. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so if I have a stylist who is working with a bride and this bride is coming in with all sorts of fears and, and, and make this same analogy within a church, right? Because people come to church with a ton of fears too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're walking in and, and you don't know what all those fears are with the baggages coming into that situation. You just know your mission is to serve, celebrate and empower her. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm, you are there mm-hmm. for her. You're holding her hand. You are encouraging, you are empowering her to make decisions with a f- tough family member present. You are, um, you know, you're, you're celebrating the moment where she finds confidence and she feels beautiful and you're doing all these things because you're passionate and because it's your heart. And a lot of people, you know, I think it's up to us as leaders to recognize those moments and slow down and say, you know, Hey, when you did this, I don't think you realize like sometimes we get emails from these girls afterwards and they're like, you know what? Mm. That was the first moment in my entire life I felt seen mm, mm, or the mm, first moment mm, I ever felt beautiful. Mm. And until you show people the magic and the power and the weight behind what they're doing, it, it is, mm-hmm. you know, micromanagement. Mm-hmm. It is just, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. heavy thumb. But if people see yeah. like changed lives, especially, you know, in, in a, in a church setting, you know, that's mm-hmm. even more powerful. If people see, wow, like this, this person came to our church and they found community for the first time they've been searching for it their entire life, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe they're mm-hmm. in their sixties and their seventies and they've never felt true community. Like mm-hmm. what you did by inviting them over for lunch or what you did by, you know, just making an effort to talk to them each week. So there was no awkward, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, like here's a room of people and I, I'm the new kid on the block, you know, it's those little things may seem small, but for you, you showed them community. You showed them Jesus. You showed them love in those little things. You carried out our mission. Yeah. You know, then it's not, you're, you're, you're like getting me excited, Courtney. And (laughs) and, uh, we can't do anything because it's a a pandemic. COVID. Oh man, I think what you said like is so key, you know, in a church setting, there are in a normal, I would say status quo church, which I think is probably the large majority. Cause you know, statistics show that, I don't know what it's 70% of churches in America are either plateaued or declining. So, you know, yeah. most of these churches are kind of, people are just showing up cause it's what they do. There's sure. no sense of direction. There's no sense of mission. So you can't, you can't really, you know, you can't really go anywhere if you don't clarify what that is. And No, um, and that's yeah. as a leader the difference there is like you can you can focus on motivation or you can focus on inspiration, one's pushing, mm-hmm. one's pulling. You mm-hmm. know, okay. and 
one, like as a leader, it takes so much effort to try to motivate, you know, mm-hmm. but if you can inspire, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if your mission is powerful enough that it inspires people to action. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So much think, easier battle. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, for the most part, um, kind of the model of pastoring that has been kind of, you know, impressed upon the average pastor, and I'll speak within our own faith community strictly, sure. is a is a very status quo model. And um, I remember when I first came in the ministry, kind of one of the persons that, um, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but, you know, when I was initially hired, um, those who are quote unquote higher up, like, your mission as a pastor is to preach good sermons and to visit people. It's mm. like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's exciting. You mm-hmm. know, and there's and there's there's lots of us who kind of have that entrepreneurial spirit. We're, we have creative, innovative spirit, mm-hmm. and so like it just squelches like any type of inspiration. Yeah. Um, but don't get me wrong, preaching good sermons and visiting people is important. But sure, if like to what end? Like what sure. what's the what's the end? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's anything. And, you know, I think, I think you have to be, you have to be brave, um, in, in that, because, you know, when you do step out of a mold there, there, that will challenge certain people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you just have to stay consistent in why you're doing what you're doing. And, mm-hmm. you know, consistently, I, I have to, as a leader, like, you know, consistently check my own motivations, <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. make sure, yeah. um, yeah. my pride is not in the way. Oh, um, you, you said it, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it, with the right motivations, I have to believe that the right people will see the right things, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's a painful mm-hmm. process sometimes. Like it, it it's like pruning, right? Like mm-hmm. it, 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 Everything to me, like everything I feel like I, my, any principle I've learned about leadership, I can find in the Bible too, you know, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm, look mm-hmm. back and, and, and pruning sucks. Like that's not mm-hmm, fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's sometimes that has to happen. I, I have a store who just went through it recently where my poor managers were stressed right out. They lost the majority of their team over mm-hmm, some drama mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and it was, Oh, it's discouraging when that happens, you know, and I think yeah. any pastor anywhere, if attendance drops, you feel that. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh my mm-hmm. gosh, like, but you have to choose to see like, this is a painful process, but would I rather go forward with something that I, like you said, that feels status quo, that mm-hmm. feels, mm-hmm. um, ineffective that is like starving you from why you're doing what you're doing, you know, like mm-hmm. what you mm-hmm. got into this for the, in the first place, you know, at, hopefully most people are in a position where they, you know, have connected what they're doing to their passion. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. you know, but it's, it, sometimes we forget why we did it in the first place, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, no. I, yeah. Oh. I think like, like you said, if, if we like the clearer we are on our personal mission, yeah. the the greater um, fortitude we will have when the going gets tough because yeah if 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 we get discouraged easily which I I you know I do sure. I'm sure you know that um, like it would very easily derail us but if yeah. we are so passionate and convicted and inspired by what we understand to be our calling yeah we will we will be able to keep moving forward. And I think God gifts us with people who remind us of that from time to time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's all we need. <laughs> you know, I, I'll be honest, literally, um, gosh, I, I don't know if I shared this with you or not. I'm so used to being able to, like, we've always shared everything in, in missional community and we haven't been yeah. able to do that. Recently, I know, but, I know. Um, I, I hit probably a low in my leadership a few months ago that I've never hit mm. before. Mm-hmm. And it was because, you know, I had felt some really deep um, betrayal 
um, mm, from a team yeah. member. Mm. And uh, that's really discouraging as a leader. And, mm, you know, yeah. I, I got to the point where I questioned, I'm like, why am I doing things the way I'm doing them? You know, like mm-hmm. it would be a lot easier to just run a business that is just, just a business, you know, let's mm-hmm. just sell things, mm-hmm. get a paycheck, go home, forget about it, not have our hearts so invested, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like maybe that would be easier, you know, but then I realized in my soul, like I'm not capable of running a business that way, Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. but it was so discouraging. And I just, Mm-hmm. I question I'm like, oh my gosh, is all this effort worth it to do it this way, to open yourself up, to be more, more mm-hmm. hurt or more let down. And, and mm-hmm. I think God puts people in your path. You know, it was a few days later and I got a call out of the blue from a colleague who is 20 years my senior <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they were just Hey, I don't know if you know this, but you know, and, and rattled off a long list of like encouraging complimentary things. And I was just like, okay, I hear you. God. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to stop complaining. I'm going to dig yeah. myself out of this hole. Like it's worth it. I know it's mm-hmm. worth it. I mm-hmm. shouldn't have doubted mm-hmm. it. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, we, you get those reminders. Uh, Oh man, we just and I shared this on a podcast, uh, two podcasts ago. We we had the exact same experience. Obviously, not the exact same, but um, a little like, and and it's not always a big thing, but it was yeah. like a, just a little reminder, God winking and saying, "Hey, keep going," because we. Uh, I just did a simple act of snow blowing my neighbor's driveway <laughs> out. It took me seven minutes, mm-hmm. and just that little act and two days later the doorbell rings and i go to the door nobody's there i look down there's a loaf of of cranberry bread <laughs> and a note saying thank you so much for what you did it means so much to me i am so glad that you are my are my neighbor i tell my kids that they can trust you guys mm-hmm. and they're just like oh okay yeah you know we're not mm-hmm. you know we're not on the the front of uh you know fortune 500 companies but um just little things like god saying keep going you're you're yeah. doing good like keep moving forward yeah and i and it and it reminds me personally like i it, i this is perhaps a bit nerdy but my i pick a word for the year and <laughs> my word for this year was to try to be more encouraging and mm-hmm. um i i think it just rings true like we don't realize how much the people in our lives, like, especially if you are working for a big mission, if you do have, you know, a, a big calling, if you're really trying to go the extra mile and do more in whatever realm you're in, you know, it, you're mm-hmm. going to face more challenge. You're going to have mm-hmm. more roadblocks mm-hmm. come your way mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and more opportunity to get down about, um, you know, things not going as you expect, but I think it's our responsibility also to kind of put our head up and it's a lot, it's a lot harder to feel that way and focus on that when we're focused on encouraging other people. Mm, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. it's just, I, I don't know how many times I have told you it's, it's, I see what you have started here in our community and I, I feel your big dream and your big mission. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like, I feel that cause I am somebody who mm-hmm. has big dreams and mm-hmm. big mission too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I like, I feel that weight, um, mm-hmm. that passion. And I recognize like, Hey, sometimes it doesn't look exactly like I want it yet, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. keep going because, yeah. you know, I am a life who has been impacted by that. And, you know, my family, we moved here uh, during a major time of transition, mm. you know, and, mm. and, and from a community where, you know, my parents had grown up for their entire lives, you know, <laughs> never, never mm-hmm. left that community. And to come to a place um, and feel true community and true family and mm. um, a, a welcoming environment that does go the extra mile and does 
um, doesn't get caught up in some of the things, like you said, that are so status quo about so many churches, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, like I mm-hmm. am a life that has been a direct benefactor of mm-hmm. your mission. So while, you know, it's easy to feel like it's not exactly where we want it yet, mm-hmm. you know, it's, there are still incredible impacts being made and, oh, and we just don't necessarily see them every single day. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And, and, you know, when you every, every now and then you kind of just, kind of just let me know that it's, it's just so incredibly encouraging. And yeah, it's been such a huge blessing to have you guys in our community. And um, yeah, I remember, you know, you've said a few times, like, you know, your parents were, were, were key leaders in in your previous Mm -hmm. church. And like, initially, when you guys moved here, they were like, Oh, we're going to keep going back yeah. <laughs> there like most weeks and like very quickly like that came to an end because I guess they found so much community and yeah and yeah so that's awesome I think um you know what you were saying a few minutes ago and, and we'll wrap this up here in another few minutes but um what you said a few minutes ago about how like when you had that moment where you're like what else would I do if not this like right is so much what I feel. And it's funny because about a year ago, in fact, actually almost exactly a year ago, I was down um, visiting um, some of the uh, headquarters for our church um, in, in Maryland. And I was doing I was doing something similar to this where they were interviewing me about transitioning our church. And like af- after we did the podcast, one of the fellows came up to me. He's like, I don't know if you realize I don't know if you realize the significance of what you've done, but mm. people don't do what you have tried to do. People right. do not take an existing church and try to turn it into something else because they know it's like ministry mm-hmm. suicide. Mm-hmm. And I've had a, I've had a number of people who've kind of made that remark like, oh, my goodness, you were so brave or whatever. And I kind of just look at them and I say, honestly, it was just survival for me. Like yeah. I was not going to survive in ministry if I did not take drastic steps to change. And and, and I don't want to like sound like I'm this dictator who sure. just said, Hey guys, this is what we're doing and let's do this. Um, but no, like for me, like what else would I have done? Like there's just no way mm-hmm. I could have continued in the ministry existence that I did before. Absolutely. And I don't think, I don't think God puts those callings and those leanings inside of us for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I just believe like there, there is a way, there's a reason that we are wired the way that we are. And mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. needs that gift, you know, mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. needs that. And for us to stay true to that and like clear and I mean, I guess this brings it all back around, but you yeah. know, to stay clear on why we're here and what that mission is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I think you'll see fruit from that, whether you see mm-hmm. it a little bit along the way or whether there's a explosive moment at some point, you know, some of mm-hmm. us get those, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think we've got to stay true to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and yeah, and, and not yeah. waver in that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So just, just kind of wrapping it up. Um, I did want to mention this, um, just circling back around to the importance of mission and how it affects kind of our development of leaders. So that, that Craig Groeschel podcast, and again, you would definitely recommend it. I would recommend it. I've listened to, I don't know, almost 10 episodes now. Um, but uh, in the podcast, there was a question that was asked by a listener, and that was, how do you overcome problems when there are employees or if it's in a church context, you know, leaders who don't seem to care due to lack of interest or motivation? Mm-hmm. And I thought his answer was really good. He said there's basically four keys if you're in such a situation. You should, number one, help the person see why their work matters. Number two, help them understand how their lack of effort affects others. Mm-hmm. And number three, help them feel valued when they do the right things. And mm-hmm. he said, create a culture of appreciation. And then he says, and finally, if they never kind of get it, then 
you should help them find another place to use their gifts. And so I think coming back to mission, it's like the clearer you can be on mission, the clearer you can have those conversations and just help people understand how what they're doing matters to the mission and how it affects that mission and how it affects other people. Uh, Gosh, he makes everything that I want to say so concise. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yes, that is like the perfect summarization of that. Like, uh, nail on the head. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Courtney, it has been in a really awesome 58 minutes that we've <laughs> chatted, and I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate all that you do. And um, yeah, man, thanks for inspiring me. I, I, I'm very confident that you have inspired our listeners. So, and again, if people want to find you, they can go to what's the website, your website again, Blush? Just blushbridalformal.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to, yeah, talking with you again soon, Courtney. And um, I hope everyone's 2021 is off to a little better start than 2020 ended. Uh, But either way, we'll talk to you again soon. And thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris O'Day. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast. Podcast.